Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA, 710 IM. Dave Denholm and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. And it also is the home of Los Angeles Football Club. And oh, by the way, that little bit we just played, Laurent Simon's first goal at Bank of California Stadium ever. As that one got the victory over Seattle Sounders. And uh, the Simone, the reason we talk about it, well, what's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly? Sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company. Embrace life. Drink good beer. Well, what is on tap tonight? Well, we talk about the retirement of Laurent Simone. Actually, not the retirement, a bigger part than the transfer. We do have a retirement from Clint Dempsey. 35-year-old Dempsey leaving Seattle Sounders and MLS effective immediately. Jose Mourinho, that's what's on tap, too. The troubles continue for his mess of a Man United team that we're going to talk a little bit more about. And the Champions League puts forth their group pots, some interesting possibilities that we'll take a look at. But it is the story. Laurent Simon leaving LAFC transferred to Dijon over in the uh, French Ligue 1. So Simon goes back to Europe, of course, the Belgian international Spent some time over there earlier in his career. He was with Montreal Impact. He a little bit stunned by the trade, I think, to LAFC earlier in the year. Coming over to LAFC to begin the quest. He becomes the first captain for the black and gold. And now, with about, what, seven, eight games left in the season, I guess, he is transferred over to Dijon. And uh, LAFC get a little money for him and say goodbye, wish him well. They all, uh, you know, hugged and shook hands and everything else and... Everybody's saying all the right things. So we'll break that down a little bit further. Eight games left in the regular season, and your captain gets transferred. It's not because I don't think LAFC wanted to sell. We'll talk with Vince LaRosa of LAFC and LAFC.com coming up in the next segment a little bit more about that. But, you know, here's the thing. The only way I can look at it, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat it, it's soccer, right? I mean, these things do happen. Now, they're not ideal, it's not optimal. And you know what? I don't, you know, if I'm LAFC and I work for the club, if I'm LAFC, I'm not retiring his jersey anytime soon. He only spent 25 games with us, 24 games with us, whatever the number is, 24, 25, 26, whatever it is. So, you know, look, you, you wish him well, you shake his hand, you say thanks for helping us build, and then you move on. I'm not going to, like, it's not going to, I don't think there should be a Laurent Simon day for LAFC anytime soon. But it's good that they end on good terms. He wanted to go back home to Europe, at least closer to home. Who knows how what kind of you know a family decision this is. Maybe he wanted that last deal. He's a 33. So, yeah, you, you, you wish him well. You end on good terms. It looks good for the club. It looks good for Samal, and you move on. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Your reaction to that. I also want to hear you on Twitter as well. We always continue the conversation on and off the show, at Talk Soccer. That is my handle on Twitter. What are your thoughts on this? Laurent Simon gets transferred out with just eight games to go in the first season. He doesn't even make it through a whole season with the black and gold. And, I, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a black and gold fan to have an opinion on this because on one level it's just, it's soccer you got to move on, right? And another level is, like, this stuff happens, but I'm not too giddy about it. You know, I, honestly, they, they they ended on great terms, uh, you know, but I don't know if you should, if they should be any, uh, you know, 
Laurent Simonde, as I said, anytime soon at Bank of California Stadium. It's just part of business. I get it, but you got to move on. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number for you to get involved here on Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. We thank you so much for participating and, uh, you know, being a part of it. It's always so much fun. The next hour here, we are going to have a blast, no doubt about it. But we still got a lot to get to as well. With Simon, how do they feel that? Well, Danilo Silva was brought in, and, uh, you know, the last game they played, Simon did not play, due, due in no small part to this impending, you know, or pending transfer to Dijon. So they slide, slid in Walker Zimmerman with Danilo Silva. Then Danilo gets injured early. So there are some issues. They've recalled Tristan Blackman away from his loan because they wanted to get Blackman minutes, and he wasn't quite getting enough of them with LAFC. Well, now he may. So, yeah, there's a hole back there. And, you know, look, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Was Laurent Simon the best defender in MLS right now? No. Was he very good at times? Yes. But like everybody else, he made mistakes, and that happens. So you, you do have a hole to fill. But it's not as though LAFC is going to crumble because Laurent Simon left. That's not the case. Plenty of talent there, plenty of offensive talent. Yeah, the defense has struggled at times. Well, you know, he had his fair share of that too. 877-710-ESPN. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Your thoughts on this move. Maybe it's the best thing that, you know, LAFC just let him go in the sense that, look, if you have a disgruntled guy, and by that I mean he really wanted to go, maybe again, who knows, it might be family reasons or anything, you know, you never know. You just got to, sometimes you got to play, take the high road and, and actually be the better for it. Eight seven 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 ten espn to do what Patrick in Pasadena has done. He's first up on the show. Patrick, what's going on, man? Dave, a couple things, a couple things. I will try and get Sorry, to I'm not getting you, Patrick. Thanks. Dave, can you hear me? Guys, I'm not hearing him. I don't know if there's some Dave, issue Dave. here. There we go. Hey, Patrick, what's going on, man? How are you, buddy? Dave, you can use my Bluetooth and it goes in and out. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, what's going on? Couple, couple quick things. You considered me for your tickets on Twitter. I appreciated that, even though you already gave them away. It meant a lot. <laughs> Second, I got a couple quick points. How could I, I get letting Simon go? I think it was a personal thing. I think he wanted to be back in Europe. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, I think he got. I think his speed was lacking for being the deep back, and that's replaceable. And you saw it against the Galaxy. But a guy that's all world talent like Simon, you can't just replace him with anyone. And I, I think his leadership. You could see him coaching people on the field, and I, I think that's going to be missed. And if you played soccer for a long time, those, those instincts you can't teach. There's to just see the game, and, and that's his talent wasn't necessarily his speed. It was the way he saw the game. You see he'd take these cuts, good angles, positioning people properly, and that makes a big difference. Yeah. That I will miss. On another note, I just went right by my work. They had a Mark Anthony K signing, and I uh, I gave him a soccer ball I had from the, the fan thing they had on Sunday, and uh, I told him, I was like, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks if you take this and have the team sign it. And he took the ball, gave me his phone number, and he's like, I'll get this back to you next home game. Oh. Nicest guy in the world. <laughs> Patrick, you're the best, brother. Uh, thank you so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. You know, I don't, I don't disagree. Look, again, you never want to see a guy leave. You don't want to disrupt the balance of the team at this point. Okay? But if, you know, if he wanted to go that desperately, then let him go, and you look the hero. LAFC looks good for it, and they get some money back. 
877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, or hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. we got at uh, Latin Rock one says, I'm a Galaxy fan, really thought he was a great player, too bad that he has to leave. The same thing happened to Galaxy with Van Damme. Yeah, that's true. He wanted to be close to his family, so he left to play in uh, Belgium. Yeah, you know, it's very, there are parallels, no doubt, AJ. Good stuff from you. And there are parallels to that. Uh, you know, and uh, look, Simon has some issues, maybe family-wise, that he uh, needs to be closer to, in, you know, in Europe or wants to play. That's great. That's fine. Again, when you're a club like this, it's soccer. Remember, these things happen because this is a world's game. Now, I know there's players from all over the world playing in the NBA and the NHL, not to the level of soccer around the world. Not just MLS. This is the world's game. You've got guys spread out all over the world, thousands of miles away from home. Thousands. This is not about grabbing a flight on Tuesday on your day off or whatever to go try to see your family for 24 hours and come back. You can't do it all the time, right? Unless you're, I mean, and, you know, sometimes these players don't have their families with them. Now, again, I'm not saying that's exactly Samal's situation. I wish him nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. You know, and it, it's soccer. Will he be missed? Yes, but, you know, sometimes these things have to happen, right? We know it. It's our part. It's part of our game. Maybe people who are NBA fans or baseball fans don't quite understand that. That's fine. Doesn't mean you're not like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, you know who else feels that way? The rest of the team and Laurent Samal himself, probably, in all honesty. Got another uh, uh, tweet coming in. At Amdeus X says, how much did LAFC get for Samal? Well, the rumors were reports. I don't know if it was official or the rumors were they got a, a transfer fee somewhere in the half a million dollar range. Maybe that was a rumor flying around that I read. I don't. I, I don't know that that was official, but they got a, a, a decent chunk, especially for a guy who was just about out of contract. Remember, he only had eight games left plus the playoffs. Uh, maybe LAFC wasn't going to give him a long term deal. Maybe that's part. That's fine. Works out for the best. It really does. LAFC says, you know, goodbye to a guy who helped build this team from the jump, who started out strong with the team, got him off to a good fo- on the good foot. They get a multi-year deal in Dijon for Laurent Simon and his family. They wanted to move back to here. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that all the way around. It's soccer. It's confusing. It's tricky sometimes. It's a bit of a blow if you're a dear fan of, you know, Simon's. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, we all know it. And it's just part of the game. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Uh, still to come, we got Vince, La- Vince LaRosa from LAFC.com, and he does a great job uh, on the website there, working, uh, you know, covering the team and everything. We'll, we'll break this down a little bit further. We've got more to talk about with Jose Mourinho and the deuce, Clint Dempsey, has retired from soccer, the MLS, MLS uh, legend, the U.S. men's national team legends. More of that to come as well. I am Dave Dunholm. You are listening to Soccer Weekly here on the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Temperin helps set a three-man Columbus crew wall here. Samal is over it. He's the only option. Here he comes. Samal blasted towards Kempin. And it's in! He does it again! To the near post! Simon from 30 yards out! It's one nil LAFC! Oh, what a blast from Laurent Simon! A carbon copy for his 
season. Good times calling that goal. Uh, Simon's third and final goal for LAFC. I am Dave Dunholm, and uh, yeah. That was my call on the LAFC game where Laurent Simon scored his third goal. He is now transferred to Dijon, the Ligue 1, over in France. And it's time now for the Black and Gold Breakdown. No better person to talk to here on Black and Gold Breakdown as we uh, really kind of just break into what's going on with LAFC now that Laurent Simon has been transferred to Dijon over in France. He is Vince LaRosa of LAFC.com. A good dude. Vince, how are you doing, buddy? Dave, I'm great, man. It's a pleasure to be on and great to bring our pre-match chats from the press box That's out of right. the press box onto your show. Well, I, I feel like uh, Vince just has to put up with me. We have a pre-match chat. I go uh, harass him at halftime. I catch him on the way out in the post game. Vince, uh, you put up with me, and I love it. You can check out his work at LAFC.com. Follow him on Twitter at LAFCVince. It's just that easy. Uh, let's get right to it, Vince. Uh, how did this all shake down with Laurent? I know you are really close with the team. You're there all the time. Like, What was the scenario here? What was the timetable? How did this kind of happen, Vince? You know, publicly, it did happen kind of as fast as you all saw it. And we actually talked to Walker Zimmerman today, and he confirmed the same to us. He kind of got wind of it the way we all did. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, just a little background for people. You know, when you're in the last year of your contract, you have the ability in the last few months to, to start speaking to teams and kind of start looking at your future. And that's basically what Laurent went and was doing. Um, and that's not to say he wasn't thinking his future could have been in L.A. He was definitely speaking with L.A., but he was taking in offers. And it kind of came down to a, a real business decision uh, for John Thornton, Bob Bradley and company. Um, and same for Laurent. He, he, wanted, he wanted stability for his family. Um, this is one of the quicker deals I've seen come together. Um, yeah. But it really did happen quite as fast as kind of when we heard about it from, uh, you know, that Galaxy match. Uh, this, this was a pretty close to done deal. Um, and then they just kind of move through with it. And uh, like I said, it's it's really a business decision on both sides. Well, it's kind of odd, and I guess it is and it isn't, in that Dijon paid a, a pretty good transfer fee for a 33-year-old who's a few months away from being out of contract. You know, so, I mean, obviously Dijon has a plenty of season left, and they started out great, so maybe they just wanted in the, him in there as early as possible. This is a good deal for LAFC, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's the that's the business decision in the end, right? You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure Laurent goes to uh, John and says, you know, I'd like to to pursue this, and John says, well, that's great. You have to finish out your contract. So Dijon ha at that moment has to decide how much do they want this player. Yeah. And uh, you know they they wanted him that much, and so yeah. In the end, at the end of the day, uh, a transfer fee for a player that that's going to be out of contract is a big win for any club. Vince, am I right or wrong? Here's the, here's my bottom line with it. Look, I sum it up like this. It's soccer. It happens. It's going to happen. The world is so big, and players are so spread out all over the place that, look, they're away from home. They're far away from home at times, and these kind of things are going to happen. It, this is not the NBA where, by and large, you know, even players coming from Europe, they can transition. I mean, there are a lot of just extenuating factors with soccer because it's a world's game. You're going to have this happen sometimes where guys just want to get closer to home. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Simon, you know, is a French speaker coming from Belgium. But, you know, mm -hmm. the ability to go back to Europe is something I think he would probably always be looking at at some point in his career. Um, and, again, this is soccer. This is the way the, the windows break. 
Um, the season for, for France is starting, but they have a cutoff in the 31st. Yep. Uh, MLS, you know, we're, we're cut off to the, to the point where basically only players out of contract can join teams. So different windows are going to have these situations. And I know for fans, you know, you, you're looking at the playoffs, and I, I guarantee you, Simon was well aware of the playoffs coming up. But at the end of the day, the decisions have to be made, and you're right. He has a chance to go back home, be in, be very comfortable with his family and a French speaking family, and it's it's hard to to blame someone uh, either way, um, but doesn't make it any less difficult for the fans. We are talking with Vince LaRosa of LAFC.com. Check out his work at the website. He also at LAFC Vince on Twitter, and I'm sure he won't mind that he's going to be part of this health report on Soccer Weekly, which is sponsored by LA Care as the nation's largest community inspired health plan. LA Care is elevating health care in the city of Angels. LA Care for all of LA. LAcare.org. And the reason I want to do the uh, the health report right now, Vince, is that you know you have to replace Laurent Simon. Then we see Danilo Silva go out with the leg injury. In the la- you know what's the latest here? How how are we replacing Simon? And what's the latest with Silva and the injury? Well, I think the, the replacements are already there, Dave. Uh, you know, Danilo comes in; he's very impressive from the mm-hmm. start, and in a lot of ways, has some of those characteristics that we really love about Simon. Uh, he's able to step into the play, um, but in a much more conservative way. I think the way he reads the game is a little bit different. Um, he's not necessarily out there to pull the spectacular all the time. Um, as of right now, he did come out of that game, so he, he is a little questionable. Um, but then when you look at it, you look at it, you have someone like Dan Yakovich who comes in in that Galaxy game, little warm up, um, and the Galaxy's chances from there just kind of plummeted. Um, to have an ability to bring a player like that in, I mean, the depth is there. So mm-hmm. people that are worried about center back shouldn't, I, I don't share your concern so much. Um, because the, they have players that I think any team would kill to have as, as backups and could be starters in this league. That was my next question in, the, in a sense is, look, if somebody didn't know anything about LAFC up to this point, 26 games into their first season, there's only eight regular season games left and a very likely playoffs after that, of course. If somebody didn't know anything about this team, didn't know any of the players, started following this team now, would they really notice much of a difference in the sense of now that Simon is gone, like I really feel, I I, I tend to agree with you, Vince. I don't think we're going to notice that much difference on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, I, I I kind of wrote about this and I I had to sit down and think about it the the same way you kind of put it to me. I personally love Simon as a a guy. Absolutely. uh, He's fun to watch. Um, But there's three buckets that that you got to think about with Simon. He's a, he's a center back. So you think of the defensive bucket, then you think of leadership, he's the captain, of course, and then you think of free kicks, and if you look at all those buckets, you see that they're filled up with other players. There's, we've already talked about Dayon Yakovic is a great uh, backup. Danilo is now going to be probably is going to be the starter, and he's looked good leadership-wise. Carlos Vela wears the armband. You couldn't find a much better captain, but even beyond him, Benny Failhaber, uh, Stephen Betashore. You know, Bob has always said he has a lot of captains on this team, but only one wears the armband. And finally, free kicks. I mean, Carlos Vela with the left foot, yep. Lee Wynn with the right foot. I'm not too worried on that aspect, although I love the rocket free kicks. Uh, you know, I think, again, those three buckets that you might say, I'm worried about all these, I can give you better than average replacements in all of those. What about going forward in that sense? I mean, this is a guy who obviously was in the last year of his deal. Obviously, it was in question whether he was going to come back at all or anything. It was a good move to make to kind of stabilize this team right out of the gate in their first year, Vince. But going forward, 
do you feel like the defense has to get a little bit younger in the off season potentially? Maybe you know just a little more depth. I mean, you'd like to see that, right? The Walker mm-hmm. Zimmerman's still pretty young, and I think he is somebody that you're going to want to build off of. Danilo, not so much so. Dayon, not so much so, right? Yeah. But you have guys that I think have the tools, at least physically, um, like Jao Matinho, like Tristan Blackman, that just need to get games. So one downside of this is, you know, Tristan has to kind of come back to uh, kind of fill out the ranks. He was getting, getting games uh, in the USL. Um, that would have been nice for him to continue to do that. Um, but they'll definitely, I mean, if there's one thing I know about John Thornton is he does his due diligence, um, and there's no way that any decision is made without a long-term plan in mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about that, but I, I do agree with you. You know, you can't just have Walker be the only uh, starting caliber center back there uh, in, in a league where, you know, it's, it's a league of attrition. The guys, guys are going to go down. Yeah, we're talking with Vince LaRosa of LAFC.com. Vince, if we're talking injuries and the LA Care Health Report as well, what's what's the latest with Adama and, and, and Diamande's situation? You know, Adama's still still questionable as well. He has not been back in full training, mm-hmm. um, so we're, we're still kind of waiting on it. I, I, I would think he's probably still going to travel with the guys um, because they're going to be out there for a day to do some training, so they're going to have some time uh, between when they land and when the game happens, so I think he's more of a game-time decision. Good to know. Vince LaRosa, check him out at LAFC.com and, of course, on Twitter at LAFC Vince and a good dude as well. Vince, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. Really appreciate you joining us here. No problem, Dave. Humbled, and thanks for having me, man. You bet. Vince LaRosa of LAFC.com. Please check out his work. Still to come, we are going to talk about one of the greats in U.S. soccer history, Clint Dempsey, calling it a day. And we're also going to talk about one of the worst managers in the world right now in Jose Mourinho. That's, that's so much more to get to. Soccer Weekly rolls on. I am Dave Dunham, and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. I'm going to say making a really bright start, and there might be a chance already for Dempsey. What a start. 31 seconds played. Clint Dempsey so quick off the mark. Different kind of emotion now. Jurgen Klinsmann's up off the bench. Jurgen Klinsmann's USA are up and running. Oh, the beautiful Clint Dempsey goal against Ghana early in that uh, World Cup game. Uh, it seems so long ago. The great Clint Dempsey retiring earlier on the day at the age of 35. Uh, just brings back so many memories. I want to say uh, Clint Dempsey's one of the best there ever was for the uh, red, white, and blue. And what a career he had. He played over in the Premier League, of course, coming back to Seattle Sounders. He played with New England earlier in his career, the revolution in MLS. Just a great career, well-respected dude, and a great, great player. No doubt about it. He won the Cup with the Seattle in 2016. It's good that he got that championship, although, you know, obviously I hate the Sounders, but that's great that he won the Cup. He scored 57 goals. That's tied for the most in U.S. men's national team history. An absolute legend, and what makes uh, what made Clint Dempsey so great is he can play anywhere, like up front. Like it didn't matter; he was popping in and out every position. It seemed at times he could make it effect. You know, he could be effective going out wide. He could be effective inside. He could be effective, kind of supporting a striker. He could be effective scoring. He could put the ball in the back of the net. He had that kind of talent, and he was just such a great, great player in that. He was respected, right? I mean, everybody respected this dude. He was a, tr- a true footballer on the field and just a tough-as-nails player. I loved 
watching Clint Dempsey, a legend, a legend in U.S. soccer. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Or you can hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts at Talk Soccer. When we talk about Clint Dempsey, a true legend, and really what will stick out with me is that early goal there against Ghana, no doubt, although he had many fantastic goals for the U.S. I love the one goal. There was a goal that Freddie Adu, actually, and I know people hate when I bring up that name, sent a long ball, a deep ball, to Landon Donovan, one of the most beautiful passes you'll ever see. Donovan put one right to the back post, and Dempsey just laid out for it, diving on the ground, sliding in, and knocked it home. And immediately, one of the coolest things about Clint Dempsey is he popped up and immediately went running to praise Landon Donovan's pass, right? You know, like it was a great stretch, awesome goal, team goal. Then they went and looked for Freddie Adu to make sure he got credit for the first ball, which was incredible. And that's just, it it was like the height of U.S. soccer to see guys like him running around. And that's that's what I'll remember. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Now that I've said all that, (laughs) <laughs> Let me turn to something else when it comes to Clint Dempsey. And it has nothing to do with Clint, because he's not the one who said it. He's not the one bragging about it. He's not the one who does this, that, or the other. But I will say, there have been several, especially social media, it's easy to kind of track this stuff and get people's reactions to you know, guys retiring. And one of the reactions that I have to comment on is one of my favorite players of all time, his reaction to Clint Dempsey on Twitter, retiring. And that's Brian McBride, the great Brian McBride, one of truly one of the greatest forwards we've ever seen in U.S. soccer. Well, I want to read you Brian McBride's tweet about Clint Dempsey retiring. And it's very, you know, very nice tribute. He says, quote, Today is a sad day and a day to celebrate. Sad because our sport is losing the best men's U.S. soccer player ever to step on the field. Celebration time because few had the drive and determination to achieve a level above the rest. Enjoy all the great family times ahead, Clint Dempsey. That is a magnificently nice tweet. That is wrong. Now, it's Brian McBride's opinion, but his opinion is wrong in this case. And the point I want to make is talking about Clint Dempsey, and so many people are doing it, not just Brian McBride. I just wanted to read that because McBride is a legend in his own right. Wanted to, you know, kind of started off with that. It's a good tease. Calling Clint Dempsey the greatest U.S. soccer player of all time, which, uh, again, I'm paraphrasing. He said, let's see, our sport is losing the best men's U.S. soccer player ever to step on the field. Brian McBride is wrong, and you want to know why? Because his name is Landon Donovan. How quickly people forget. I know we're a little upset with Landon over the whole support L tree thing in the World Cup because we're not there. I get it. I'm not saying you got to love a guy for everything he's ever done on and off the pitch. Landon Donovan was, is, and in all likelihood ever shall be the greatest American soccer player, at least in the near future. Although Christian Pulisic has a shot. He's got the talent. He's still got to string it together. His name is Landon Donovan. How quickly people forget. I love Clint Dempsey. I won't take a word back of what I said about Dempsey just moments ago. And I think that's a very nice tribute by Brian McBride. It just happens to be wrong. 
And this is what we do in sports, right? When somebody retires, we try to get the most out of our tweets. We try to get the biggest bang for our buck when we're talking about a certain player. We can't all just say, man, Clint Dempsey was great. What a talent. We've got to decide that, you know what? I think he was the best ever. Yeah, you know, I think he was. I'm going to tweet that out. I'm going to say it. And you know what? Brian McBride believes it, and that's fine. Brian McBride is entitled to his opinion. He was one of the legends of U.S. soccer himself. He just happens to be wrong. Let's not forget people too soon here. And let's not hold grudges against the people. I'm still not happy with Landon Donovan and the whole L tree thing. That doesn't mean I go back on what I know with my own, on my own two eyes that he was the greatest American soccer player ever. And by quite some distance so far, I love Clint Dempsey. Again, not going to take a word back of how I praised him because he deserves every bit of it and more. He wasn't as good as Landon Donovan. That's, there's no shame in that. But I just find it fascinating in sports, right? And it's, it happens in a lot of sports. We over-dramatize people as soon as they retire. Well, how great they were. Again, Clint Dempsey deserves high praise. I'm not talking about some stiff or average player who now everybody's praising because he's retiring. No, he's awesome. I will never forget the legend that is Clint Dempsey. But, man, it's like all day I'm hearing how he's the best ever. Really? Did we not watch Landon Donovan over those years? Did that just disappear on us? Come on. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. We appreciate their fine support. You know who's uh, not doing a fine job lately is Jose Mourinho. Talked a little bit about him last week with the mess that was a Man United, and then they went out and spit the bit and got crushed by uh, Tottenham. Spurs just clearly the better team at Old Trafford and clearly just better than Man United. I want to start off by saying it's not all Jose Mourinho's fault. Man United just isn't very good talent-wise right now. They are not. And I kind of joked about it on Twitter half-heartedly that as I watched that game, there's no way Man United would win MLS Cup right now let alone somebody telling me they're going to be in the top three or four or whatever in the Premier League. They're a mess, and that is Jose Mourinho's fault. He can't always control talent. He can go get out, although they spend a fortune with him there, let's be honest. He's had enough money. However, maybe he doesn't have exactly the players he wants every time he wants them, okay? It's the real world still. Nonetheless, this team is a mess, and he's not doing anything right now to, to reverse that. Can they? Yeah, probably. You got Romelu Lukaku and Paul Pogba. That's a good start. They got talent. I'm not saying that, but Jose Mourinho's not getting enough out of them. I mean, come on. What a mess. I mean, this guy, I used to think, man, it would be great if he ever showed up in MLS. I don't want Jose Mourinho in Major League Soccer. I don't. I'm tired of his act. It's worn thin, and I'm sure it, ha it does for players. There might be a reason he'd only last a few years at each place. And now he's had a whale of success, a massive amount, as he'll tell you, and he did. But I think he's done. He needs a break. This dude needs to take some time off. 
I don't even want him in MLS. No, I'm not saying that was ever going to happen. I'm just used to daydream about it. Like, wow, how cool would that be? How great would that be for a team? Probably come to a city like this or New York, right? He loves L.A., maybe Miami when they – I don't want him in this league. Let's go to Curtis in Ventura, who's next up. 877-710-ESPN. Curtis, welcome to Soccer Weekly with Dave Denholm. What's going on? Hey, Dave. We, we've spoken before, and I'm um, I'm a huge Arsene Wenger fan. I don't know if you remember me calling. But, um, yes. Actually, yeah, well, actually, see, um, it's pretty good you're talking about Mourinho because my idea is I would love to see Mourinho get fired, which inevitably is going to happen in his third season. He normally does. Mm-hmm. And um, I really honestly think that uh, United should hire Arsene Wenger because – it would be a fresh breath of air for the players. They're used to being, you know, in that negative setup under Mourinho. Wenger comes in. He, you know, coaches coaches them up the offensive side, which they're obviously, like, suppressed right now under Mourinho. And I think he would turn it around. I think he'd really get them in Champions League pretty easily, to be honest with you. You know what, Curtis? I think that is a – and hold and stay right there. Don't go anywhere. That is a terrible idea. <laughs> but let me tell you why. Because on one level, it's brilliant. Because I think as a coach, the type of coach Arsene Wenger is and the type of manager would be perfect for Man United. And yet, Curtis, the problem is poor Arsene Wenger would get about 30 minutes in and everybody would be already looking to like, you know, send him on his way if it didn't go perfect right from the jump. So there'd just be it would be too much of a mess. You know what I mean? That's my problem. He's a great manager. I, I love the idea in the sense of if you could get Arsene Wenger without him actually having that history where they were just calling for his head for the last five years, then I think it would be a brilliant move. I really do. So I like where you're going with that. Curtis, thanks so much for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. You bet. But it's just not a smart move in the sense of the actual realities of who Arsene Wenger was in the last few years and how it would just become a bloodbath too soon. So I like Curtis's thinking about who the kind of coach he is. And I think he's uh, he's onto something that Jose Mourinho is not long for the job. I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, yeah, can they turn it around? Thanks so much for the phone call, Curtis. Appreciate it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. It's just not a good idea in that all the baggage that would come along with a guy like Arsene Wenger. I actually think Man United would do well to kind of just start fresh, like really go after someone. Not that you know, not to shock people. They need a great coach there, no doubt. But really start fresh. Start over. You know, you're still living on the shadow of Sir Alex and the, the, just the legend that he was as a manager. Start over. And I don't think Arsene Wenger would be starting over, so to speak, in a, in a, in a, in a way. Eight seven 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 ten espn I also don't think Clint Dempsey, uh, there's no shame in saying he wasn't the best American player. Why do we have to? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. The guy's name was Landon Donovan. And I'm not just saying that because he was a Galaxy player and we're here in L.A. and all that, you know, all the history and everything. We saw a lot of it landed. Yeah, we did. But for the U.S. men's national team, everybody saw Landon Donovan be the greatest American player. I got a a tweet coming in. I want to get to that. Good question. At Markel Stokes says, do you think D.C. United will make the playoffs? Boy, they suffered a tough loss earlier on this evening to Philadelphia. Now they still got three games in hand on Montreal couple of games in hand still on Philly, but that was at home. And D.C. United six points back of Montreal and now eight points back of Philadelphia. That was a big six-pointer earlier. Honestly, not just because of this game tonight, but I think that one's going to go a long way. I don't know. D.C. United could be in trouble. 
It looked like they were turning it around, but you still have a bad road record that they're going to have to really, they got two more games on the road. They're going to have to really perform there. Still got plenty of home games. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, Markel, but this game tonight really was a big blow. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say, no, they don't. They could. Yeah, absolutely. Wayne Rooney's been spectacular for them. And maybe it was just a bad game tonight, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's really going to cost them this evening's game. I was expecting a lot more from them in that game. Thanks so much for the tweet. You can hit me up at Talk Soccer or 877-710-ESPN, the number to get involved. We still got to talk about Champions League and the greatest segment of all time, stoppage time, still to come here on the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. What will Vela do? What will Simon do? Remember, Laurent Simon scored against Montreal from this spot. Is it Vela? It's Simon. Right-footed shot. Spilled by Fry and in. It's in. It's a goal. LAFC won. Seattle nil. Simon does it again. The crowd is going crazy at Bank of California. Stephen Fry spills it and LAFC have the lead. One of three, Laurent Simon, free kick goals this season for LAFC, and that will be his last in all likelihood as he was transferred to Dijon in League One and will be gone from LAFC in the final eight games. Uh, thanks to the captain, Laurent Simon, for all he did here in the first 26 games in the history of LAFC. But the club and Simon move on. As, uh, that's a, that is the world of soccer. You wish everybody well. You shake hands. You get the kind of transfer money you can for him. He was going to be out of contract. He wants to go back to Europe. You make it happen. That's good business all the way around. Clint Dempsey re- retires. The legend, 15-plus seasons, fantastic with the U.S. men's national team, 57 goals, tied for the most with Landon Donovan, 141 caps, absolute legend, and uh, sad to see him go, but what a career Clint Dempsey had. Jose Mourinho is just really botching up what's going on at Man United. And speaking of the uh, Champions League, the pots were revealed for the draws, the four pots on the uh, team's. And uh, we know who's going to be, uh, you know, possibly drawn into each other. Now, the draw is coming up tomorrow. That's Thursday, in case you're listening to this on the uh, podcast form, which you can, of course, on iTunes or your ESPN Pod Center. Uh, just search for Soccer Weekly. If you miss the show in any capacity, feel free. If you missed the interview with Vince LaRosa from LAFC.com, check that out on the podcast as well. But the pots are ready. We know the... Uh, Eight teams in each, if you will. One from each pot will be uh, the Champions League group stage. Pot one has Real and Atletico Madrid's, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Man City, Juventus, Paris Saint-Germain, and Locomotive Moscow. So that's in pot one. We all know who everybody thinks they want out of that in Locomotive. Yeah, good luck going to Moscow and getting a result against them. But pot two has Borussia Dortmund, Porto, Man United, Shakhtar Donetsk, who's very good again, Benfica, Napoli, Tottenham, and Roma. Really not a lot of weak spots there. If I'm honest, I would probably want Porto drawn into my group. Uh, I think they are the weakest of the teams, although Benfica is another one. No offense to the Portuguese sides. I just think the other teams. I would want, Honestly, I'd want Man United in my group. Now, I know Jose, Jose Mourinho can turn it around, and he has certainly has a track record in the Champions League that's very good. You know, I get that. Right now, I'd want him in my group. Pot 3 has Liverpool, Schalke, Lyon. Monaco, Ajax, CSKA, Valencia, and PSV. Uh, you know, all these teams are very tricky. I mean, this is a Champions League. 
I don't think anybody wants Liverpool in their group. That's you know to be sure. I do think CSKA is a little bit weaker than some of these teams, but I still would want PSV. Honestly, I like PSV. I like their talent, but I think that's the, probably the weakest club out of that group. And in pot four, Victoria Pilsen, Club Bruges, Galatasaray, Young Boys, Inter Milan, Hoffenheim, Red Star, Belgrade, and AEK Athens. You don't want Inter, and you do not want AEK in your group. Just trust me on that. AEK's got some offensive talent that I really like, and they're going to be tricky out of that group. Now, mind you, those teams are the teams that are going to struggle uh, potentially and be long shots, but those are the groups, or the I should say the pots that will be drawn in the eight groups of four coming up in the group draw for the Champions League tomorrow. Again, that happens pretty early Pacific time, so we'll know very early in the day if you're listening to this later. They've already been drawn, but they, those are the, my initial thoughts as I take a look at those teams. Most importantly, what time is it? It's it's the best segment in all of radio. It is stoppage time. What time is it? It's stoppage time! Yeah. Stoppage time! Stoppage time! Right now! And stoppage time, as always, brought to you by the fine folks at Puente Hill Chevy. Find new roads at Puente Hill Chevy off the 60 freeway. In the city of industry, the San Gabriel Valley Chevy store, Se Habla Espanol, the host of Stoppage Time and the producer of this show, the great Mario Reyes. Mario, thanks for taking the time, buddy. All is good, my ready man. every week. I of appreciate course. it. What is going on in Stoppage Time this week? Man, Major League Soccer, uh, actually Major League Baseball here, team uh, Miami Marlins are encouraging fans to bring musical instruments flags, and more to Marlins Park next season in a newly named uh, outfield section that will be called Comunidad 305. Not to be confused with LAFC's 3252. Yeah, I was so, going to say, I thought MLB, it was going to be called uh, Comunidad Football because that's exactly you're just yeah. ripping off soccer. And finally, somebody realized, look, Mario, we've seen this in the Japanese Baseball League, very popular league over there, of oh, course, yeah. in Japan, but they love their soccer, and they actually... They cheer oftentimes as if it's a football match, you know, in, in the baseball games. They have yeah. that kind of passion. And, and I, hey, I, I don't blame the Marlins. I just don't think it's the team that anybody's going to want to get that passionate about. That's the problem. You know, if you, if you had a Red Sox group doing it or the Dodgers or – I think it's fantastic, of course. We love the beautiful game, and that's part of it is the passion. Why not? I just don't think the Marlins are the team to pull that off, Mario. That's all. Yeah, I'm they saying. do that in Mexico too. The, the atmosphere at the stadiums yeah. are amazing at of those course. those games. Why not? All right, talking about other sports that are copying soccer culture again. Uh, the NBA has finally loosened their uh, color restrictions on players' shoes. I've been telling people for like over five years that players will one day wear whatever color shoes that they want, just uh. like soccer players have been doing for so many years. And uh, this is how it goes in fashion, right? I mean, stuff becomes popular over in Europe, and then all of a sudden uh, we think it's cool, so we copy it, and we start doing it here. So that's what's going on here with the uh, NBA. I don't like it. You don't, don't like, like it? it? I love it. And can I tell you why? Let me why tell you why. That? I'm going to let you out behind the curtain a little bit here. And uh, in my own life, obviously the voice of LAFC, <laughs> the different color shoes help. Yeah. Okay? Like, I like that as a broadcaster. Yeah. Because I can say, oh, that guy's wearing orange tonight, and if he's a little far away from me and I can't see him and I read the number exactly, oh, okay, I know he's wearing the orange, you know, the orange. Yeah, you can spot him out. The orange boots. Yeah, that's fine. That I like. I don't like the contrast against, look, I love kits, right? We all love the soccer kit. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. It's beautiful, Mario. Right. And then somebody wears some nasty orange boot. 
that throws <laughs> off the colors. You know, you want to keep it all uniform. Yes, gotcha. I mean, at least keep it close. Like I, I just don't like, you know, the pink boots with the black jersey. It just doesn't. I'm sorry, it doesn't do it for me. I understand it's business, and it was bound to happen, and it's kind of interesting. I just think I don't want Laker players wearing pink shoes. You know, like or and I don't by pink I mean just the contrast with the purple and gold. I don't want it to just. I don't want them wearing shoes that are going to absolutely just clash. Well, get ready for it, Dave. I'm sorry, because oh. it's about to happen this upcoming man. season. Oh, man. The NBA just can't get out of its own way, it seems like to me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know I don't love the NBA with a lot of things, but I, I, I still I still love the uniforms of the Lakers, you know, the, that purple and gold. I mean, I just hope. Oh, classic. I hope nobody takes advantage of that and does something stupid with their shoe color. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Great stuff and stoppage time, as always, the great Mario Rees. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dave. To Steve Paylett and uh, Michael Funches behind the scenes as well. Jesse Lopez throughout the year. Thanks so much to Laurel Simon and the great Clint Dempsey on his retirement. Check out the podcast. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening, as always, to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPNLA 710.